about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season four, episode 10, Self-Reliance. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm tired of worrying about baby Alexander and I'm tired of worrying about helping other people. I'm just tired of doing everything myself, Pacey. And I know you're here to help me, but I just, I need help, Pacey. I'm so tired. Guess what? We're all tired. Joey, I'm Joey, come on. I'm telling you, I I don't know what it is about this episode, but I swear, Joey must have been on her period. Well, you said it, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Because her behavior... The over emotional, like I just, I mean, I get it. She's supposed to be stressed out. That was the whole point of this. She's, you know, Bessie is wherever the fuck Bessie went, yeah. and and she's got this toddler, like the terrible twos toddler, <laughs> while going to school, while trying to study for an exam, while running it in, you know, and she's like seventeen years old. So I get the tired and the stressed. Totally get it. But the way that she was trading Pacey, I'm like, is this bitch PMSing? Because I feel like this is what happens when you PMS and you're tired. <laughs> like this well, behavior right here. Look, there's she a lot of She just needed a hug and a cookie, you know? She just wanted a yeah. hug and a fucking chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I just had a lot of questions about the whole situation in general, okay? Okay. So, Bessie is leaving with Bodie. They're going somewhere. We don't even know. And... <laughs> yeah. They're saying bye. She's like, Alexander will be fine. Don't worry. Even though I'm a, a teenage teenager in high school and I'm running an inn and who's going to watch the baby while you're gone while I'm in school. And oh, yeah. I didn't I'm even think care. about that. I Where the like, hell did baby Alexander go? Well, she was in school during the day. They got daycare at this school. Like, <laughs> I think it rolled well, that way. You would have thought you would have thought that they were just like skipping town forever and leaving joey with the kid in the inn yeah i was just like isn't it just like a weekend or something or a couple of days i don't i don't know again this timeline thing is just a whole fucking mess i don't know i was watching it going where like what is happening (laughs) like when why is she acting so like um just emotional about all this stuff it's so dumb she in the beginning of the episode she was totally fine so she'll take care of everything and her boyfriend's there helping her the whole time she's literally pushing him out the door yeah i'm like what is she doing i don't this is why i mean like her she just made no sense so i was just oh all over all over gretchen and dawson kissing that's why she was so worked up apparently like what I don't get it. Hmm. But I will say that there was a moment in this episode that I watched towards the end when Joey was with Dawson and he gives her that framed photo of her of her and Pacey. Yeah. And the moment she looked up at him and her eyes were all watery, I got like really emotional. And I think it was just a buildup of everything that's happening to me lately <laughs> and like stress. And I'm overwhelmed and I'm just like, I'm just so tired. <laughs> so I kind of like got really sad and I started like crying in my kitchen watching this fucking show. I mean, and then I tell you that and you're watching and you're like, I didn't have the same reaction. 
I didn't. I just thought she was being very dramatic and had her PMS issue that was happening. Because <laughs> I've been there. But I like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I can tell when you're getting her. period, Jamie. Yeah. Um, I think I've had so many friends, female friends, to know when they're getting their period. Because um, it was so funny. I don't know if you had it last week. But um, mm-hmm. you did? Okay, so... <laughs> We were we were talking and you got real short with me through like our work chat system. It wasn't even like a vocal thing. It was, it was just the way I read it. And I go, oh, she must be getting her period. And then the next day you were like, yeah, I got my period. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I was like, I've been friends with this girl too long. <laughs> you know me. Now so. I know. <laughs> Oh man, I um. You were like, it's not that big of a deal, Stephen, and I was like, whoa, calm your tits, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to express myself because I'm fucking stressed out, and you're telling me it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it wasn't that serious, though. Like, you went, whatever. you had a good time. <laughs> Look, that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> you were overthinking it. I uh, I have, I have. I have three mottos in life okay one i developed at a young age and it was just do it that's nike for you right works in most things especially when you have anxiety and you're in a in a position or something or circumstance that's outside your comfort zone just fucking do it even if that means just go ask the clerk for help on where to find something or you know just walk into the store you've never been in before or you know if you made an appointment just call and make that appointment or if you're trying to order a damn pizza and you have anxiety being on the phone and making those phone calls like i do just fucking do it order the damn pizza right so um i have a very similar motto i always say Life's too short. Just order the buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah, right. So just do it is my motto. And then when my anxiety is especially bad uh, due to overthinking or whatever, and I start to spiral a little bit, um, something that a, a very good friend of mine got me to start saying, and it's very blunt, but it's basically it's all in your head and it's okay. Like it's all okay. It's gonna be okay, and it's all in your head. It's really fucking blunt, but it fucking works every time. Excuse my language, but it's <laughs> all in my head, and it's really okay. Like it's not that serious. It's basically what this this pro- process is, because that's what happens. You know, you kind of get stuck on something, and your brain kind of kicks into overdrive, and then it starts to spiral out of control, and you're like, "Oh my god!" But what if? What if? No, no, no. It's going to be okay. It's outside of my control. Yeah. It's all in my head. You know what I mean? And it's it's blunt. Some people are probably like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Why would you say that it's all in your head? It makes you sound like you're crazy. I mean, I am a little bit crazy. So let me just own up to that now. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that. It's just I know. you're worrying about nothing. Exactly. That's the point. Like, like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. Exactly. That's the question sometimes you have to ask yourself. What's the worst that'll happen? Somebody says no. Can't help you. That's my motto since I've been reaching out to people to be on our podcast. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? They say no. Or they just don't even read your message. And that's totally (laughs) fine. That's totally fine. Anyways, um, there was a whole point that I... You had three. What was your third one? That was. It was all in my head. Oh. 
it's going to be okay or it's okay. And just do it. And just do it. Those are my three mottos and they help me so much with my anxiety. So if something like this helps you guys, by all means, use my mottos. Yeah. They're, they're not patented. So <laughs> they're not copyrighted. <laughs> they're not being, they're not copywritten, right? <laughs> Mine is, so please don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Well, that's copyrighted, I'm sure. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Pretty sure Nike is the first person that said, <laughs> just do it. Jamie has no affiliation with the Nike Corporation. <laughs> I have no affiliation. I don't even own a pair of Nikes. Oh, I do, actually. Actually, I lied. I have one pair. They're slides. I have a pair of slides <laughs> that are Nike. Or were they uh, Vans? They might be Vans. Are they Nike or Vans? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um... Well, anyway, I did enjoy this episode. Um, we're still sort of in the holidays. And, yes. um, you know, last week we had the holiday party. And it's sort of the next day following that. So we'll get into the whole breakdown of it. But I did enjoy it for the most part. I did, um, you know, I liked all the character development. We meet Toby. Oh, by the way, I don't even know what his name is, the actor. I didn't even look it up. Toby Maguire? <laughs> I don't like Toby. <laughs> oh, poor Toby. I remember not liking him when I first watched the show either. I thought he was so annoying. Spider-Man? David Monaghan. He plays Toby Barrett. <laughs> oh, this, this guy. <laughs> he just keeps saying last names. Oh, he was a Leo. He's born August 13, 1971. Jesus. He's he's um he's nine years older than me. Well. Oh, I think he's a gay actor. I think he's really gay in real life. Well, more power to him. Well, his IMDb picture makes him look really cute, but I only remember him from Dawson's Creek. So, um, but we'll obviously get more with his character development with Jack because I believe they start dating and all this stuff, and they go to prom together, and I think they kiss each other at the prom, right? I think I don't know. When we get there, I think that's what we'll find out when we get there because I don't remember. <laughs> I thought Jen was super cute in this episode. Her hair was so cute. Yeah, they're putting her those things in her hair now, like um, handkerchiefs or whatever, or headbands. Headband. There wasn't one like a, han- a handkerchief. Might they look at that wrong? <laughs> I think a handkerchief is completely different than like a bandana that's folded up and then like tied in her hair. No, a handkerchief that... is like a tissue, <laughs> but material. <laughs> yeah, like that's like what the bandana is, right? Except the bandana is like um, spread out more. It's not like rolled into like uh, like a bandana. A bandana would go like around your head. So the fun thing about bandanas is you can fold them and then pull them up around your head like a handkerchief piece. Like a hairpiece. No, a handkerchief is the thing that you sneeze in that people keep in their pockets. Like guys keep in their pockets. I know, but there's a thing that you call it in your hair. Let me look this up because now you're going to annoy me with this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a girl. (laughs) I feel like we talked about this before and I never got a concrete answer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get a concrete answer. Do It's not a handkerchief. Nobody puts handkerchiefs in their hair. They're not big enough. (laughs) 
They use bandanas because bandanas you can fold in different ways and they're big enough and long enough to like put in your hair like a hair piece. Showing results. Do people wear handkerchiefs in their hair? Um, well, this is how to wear bandanas in your hair. Bandana. How do you wear a handkerchief in your hair? Handkerchiefs aren't big enough. Unless it's a giant handkerchief. They just call it a bandana. Okay, so we'll go with bandana. Yeah. What is a head handkerchief? A kerchief. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. You said a handkerchief. That's because so different. <laughs> because that's what I thought it was. It's called a kerchief. From the old French coverchief, cover head, also known as a bandana. Bandana or wild rag in cowboy culture is a triangular or square piece of cloth tied around the head, face, or neck for protective or decorative purposes. A kerchief. That's what I was trying to, to say. Kerchief. Okay. okay. Or now bandana. we're clear. A kerchief slash bandana. <laughs> so I was still right. <laughs> I was on the right path. <laughs> you were on the right path. You just uh, you missed off a couple steps. Now I know. <laughs> Good job. Next time I see a woman wearing a kerchief in her hair. <laughs> I'm going to tell you now, if you say it, unless unless it's somebody that's older, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you saying? It's a bandana. Oh, that's such Nobody... a cute kerchief. And they'll be like, I know, isn't it? <laughs> they're going to be like, wait a second. I need to Google what a kerchief is. Jamie, I hope we're out one day and we see a, a girl wearing a kerchief in her hair. And then I go up to them and I say it and they agree with me. And then you go, but it's a bandana. And they'll be like, no, it's a kerchief. And you're like, but it's a bandana. And you're like, they're like, no, it's a no. kerchief. You know what? I see what's going to happen. You're going to tell them, oh, my God, you have such a cute kerchief. And they'll be like, I know, right? And then we're going to walk away. And they're going to turn to their friends and be like, quick, Google kerchief, because I don't know what that is. Oh, stop it. That's what's going to happen. That could happen. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. They're going to be like, yeah, totally. And they're going to be like, what the fuck's a kerchief? But I would technically still be right because I wouldn't know that they were Googling. Yeah, and if anything, they're going to be learning new terminology that day. And then I'll turn to you and I'll say, uh, I told you. And then I'm going to turn around and be like, they're Googling it right now. (laughs) Whatever. All right. Let's get off this topic. (laughs) Yeah, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) So um, before we break down this uh, bowling episode, (laughs) this this episode of bowling and uh, filming a documentary and um, meeting new gay people and, uh, you know, making sure that being gay is in all you're about. And <laughs> We're going to bowl tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do this weekend? Did you do anything fun or um, anything new happen in your life since we uh, recorded last? <laughs> my car. <laughs> can we just talk about my car for a minute listen i just dropped one thousand dollars at least on this damn car in a week that stresses me out (sighs) yeah it's really annoying i would have liked to not have to do it all at once Uh, especially christmas time (laughs) right but you know my luck it doesn't work that way so to give you guys a little bit of rundown over the last couple of weeks i've had issues with my one tire I was coming back from somewhere. I don't even remember where I was. I think I was driving around, probably stuff for the wedding that my friend was in, that I was in, right? My friend's wedding. And uh, my best friend's wedding. (laughs) My best friend's wedding. Yeah, uh, exactly. Just like the song and the movie or whatever. The movie. Um, (laughs) Whatever that was. Um, And like, so I'm driving and my air pressure tire light, John, comes on and my car is telling me, hey, you know, 
this tire has roughly this much air pressure in it. And it was really fucking low. It was like 17. I'm like, oh, that's not good. How'd that happen? Right. So uh, I pulled over to Wawa. So in New Jersey and probably the tri-state area, depending, maybe not everywhere, uh, we have free air. Right. And the reason why I say this, Stephen, you laugh is because in other states and probably other countries, I really have no idea what other people do in other countries, but in other states, they pay for air. Yeah, like I've had to pay for air before. I've never I just thought it was air. like, <laughs> I just thought it was just like up to the gas station's discretion. <laughs> I really have no idea. I don't know if it's the gas station's <laughs> discretion or if it's a state law or if it's just really ridiculous and they're like, oh, fuck it, you can't use the air pump. <laughs> no air for you, even though we breathe it every damn day. But it's Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine so um you know i filled up my air i checked all my tires and the one was really low i filled it up i'm like all right cool you know no big deal i'll keep an eye on it and uh you know whatever and it's fine for a couple of days totally fine and then i take my car to the dmv because i'm still transferring stuff over mm-hmm. and it was low so i'm like all right my light came on again no big deal. Let me get this done because I had an like an appointment to get this stuff handled at the DMV. So I'm like, after that, I'll go to Wawa. It's up the street. Wawa is like our 7-Eleven, only it's like 7-Eleven on steroids. It's way better than your 7-Eleven. I'm just going to say that right now. Anyways, yeah, we've, we've talked about Wawa. We've yeah. definitely talked about Wawa. Um, I'm like, all right, no big deal, right? So I park and I go inside and I'm probably only in there for maybe like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm get this some of the stuff handled and i get out of the building walk to my car and my rim is kissing concrete (gasps) oh my god i know you had a flat tire you sent me a picture of it too i think and yeah i think i did and so uh, i took a picture of it and then i called my mom and then i got in my car because people crazy (laughs) I didn't really know, you know, people just be like approaching some girl standing all by herself with a flat fucking tire. So I got in my car and called my mom. I'm like, yeah, guess what? I'm stuck at the DMV. I have a flat tire. So thankfully, the DMV is only about seven minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. So she hopped in her truck and grabbed the air pump. Yeah. We blew my tire up. Yeah, I did. For anybody it. interested in the story, we'll post the picture of the flat tire on our we'll, stories. <laughs> we'll post a picture of it, of the flat tire. And so, you know, she came, we blew it up. I got it home and the air, we kept checking on it. I kept checking on that thing every single freaking day. The air stayed in the tire for like another week. Okay. Actually, yeah, the next week I took it because I got up to go to work mm-hmm. and go to start my car and the whole freaking thing is just shaking oh my god loud and i'm like nope turn that shit right back off i'm like i don't know what's wrong with this thing but i am not driving this now oh and um yeah the the tire light came on too at the same time oh that's so annoying so it was great it was uh it wasn't flat or anything it was just a little low uh got it in to see mechanic told the mechanic what was happening and also told them about the tire. So they fixed what was happening with the car, which was some spark plugs and a ignition coils and whatever. Um, okay. And then they tested the tire and they're like, I didn't see anything on the tire. And I'm like, huh, okay. 
Mind you, the last time this happened, I knew there was something wrong with my tire because I was filling it up. I was driving it a lot more. I haven't really been driving much lately, but I was filling it up like every three days, two days with air. So oh, that's a problem. I got, in, I got into an argument with the mechanic because they're like, there's nothing wrong with your tire. And I'm like, listen, there's something wrong with my tire. And they're like, no, no, because it's colder, you know, air, air like <laughs> condenses and then expands. And I'm like, listen, fucker. <laughs> I'm filling my tire up with air every other day. There is something wrong with my tire. This is an air pressure and because it's cold and then it warms up and expands. I'm telling you, there's something wrong. So they dunked the thing in a pool and they were like, yeah, we found the whole motherfuckers. Of course you did. Don't you mess with me. No, anyways. Men just so, men just don't believe women, Jamie. No, they don't. No, they definitely don't. I got Actually a story mechanic. for that too. But <laughs> we won't go there. Um so I'm like, all right, no problem. Get in my car, drive it five miles up the highway. Light comes back on for the air pressure. Or the air. I thought they fixed it. Well, there was he didn't he couldn't find anything wrong with it. Oh, I thought he dunked it in something and then he found it. No, that was a different time. That I, I had a flashback. Moment. Oh, so when I argued with somebody, <laughs> I was like in my early twenties. Had a flashback. <laughs> and I had a flashback. That's what that was. This time. That was funny. I told him what was happening, but because I wasn't driving my car that much, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I don't fucking know, but whatever. Uh, You believed him, even though you knew. Well, I had a feeling, but I didn't really know because somebody could have just as easily. It's holiday season. Somebody could have easily just like let the air out of my tires, try to get me alone. You know what I mean? To rob me. Like, it's just around here. It's possible. You know, it's fucking crazy. (laughs) So, um. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. And then a couple more days go by because, I, like I said, I haven't really been driving it. I had to make an appointment for the tire. And then I go outside and it's fucking kissing concrete again. Oh, my God. That's so stressful. It's so stressful. So I filled it up myself with air. And then I had to call the tire place this time. because These people specialize in tires. So this is another mechanic that my family uses uh, solely for tires. These people are awesome. They... They took it, but they're like, we're busy. We'll probably get to it tomorrow. I'm like, that's totally fine. I'm whatever. Uh, So I got my car back after all of that's been said and done and discussed and paid for and mounted and whatever. Uh, And I'm driving in my car. I got it. I'm like, huh. Turn the dashboard light on because, you know, it's after five o'clock at night. So it's dark as shit here. Right. So I turn the light on. And my dashboard's all clean. I'm like, they fucking wiped my car down, too. They're probably like, this poor girl, she just dumped so much money in this car. We're going to wipe it down for her. It's Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Dude. Well, don't you feel like good, though, that you just got to take it's care done. of? It's done. It's taken care of. I've got right. four fresh tires, and I've got new spark plugs, and I've got new ignition coils, whatever the hell all of this stuff is. I don't know. I mean, I kind of I kind of know what it is. But anyways, it's all done. It's it just had like I just think I just need like an oil change and inspection. Almost done. I'm well, almost done. I have the same issue. My both of our cars are due this month, and of course the check engine light comes on in the Volvo. So uh, I swear, so like they time it on purpose. <laughs> maybe sometimes I swear these cars have a brain, but um, cars are such a pain in the ass sometimes. Aren't they? So prissy, aren't they? Anyways, well, that wasted was, 20 minutes of your time. That was quite a ride, <laughs> literally. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Um, what did I do? I I uh have not been in a very holiday spirit lately or a very festive mood lately. Mm-hmm. Um as as you all may know, Creek talkers that are listening, um, we're still ongoing with this living situation and this apartment slash house that we live in. And um I finally decided on Friday, I took the day off that I would put up our tree because I had it sitting out in our living room in the box and decorations were all out, just ready to be like taken care of. And Jamie, as soon as I put that top of the tree up, did I get a text message from Zelda saying <laughs> that that there's an inspection happening at Tuesday at 9 a.m. Is it okay if they can come in? And I said, it's because I put the fucking tree up, isn't it? Because I, and then I thought of the conversation I had with you a couple weeks ago where I said, nobody's going to buy this fucking house in December. Who's going to buy a house in December? You should have never said anything. Jinxed yourself. I know. So I was instantly put in a sour mood. I sat here in my living room just going through stuff. And I said, well, my tree's up. I got to decorate it still. So I just started putting the lights up and I just put out the ornaments that I normally have out but um i tried to just put myself in a better mindset you know yeah um so i did i just put stuff out that i just had out in, the, in my toe i didn't like go crazy because it's just like what's the point you know but i said this bitch really knows how to ruin someone's fucking weekend you know <laughs> yeah, you did. You she so really bad. does oh my god i was i was just sending you snapchats <laughs> i was like i'm just so annoyed like, tell us how you really feel so yeah i you know still decorated and stuff but i was just in a very uh annoyed mood and now like today while i was doing laundry she texted me again and she asked if they could come in for an appraisal on tuesday so i am off all the week after christmas okay right. christmas is in what in like four days from now yeah <laughs> and um I took off the week after Christmas all the way until January 4th. So I have this little break to myself, like a nice mental break before I like start the new year. And I still have to deal with this stuff. So Justin said, let's just seriously find a new place to live and get the fuck out of here. And it sounds good on paper, but it's like, I got to find a reasonable place, a reasonable area like that I feel safe in. I don't right. want to just find a fucking Roach Motel uh, apartment complex that I like, I don't want to live in a, in a place like, unless it's like a nice place. And it's just putting a lot of stress on me. And he was like, stop getting overwhelmed about it. We'll figure it out. And, you know, we've been through way worse things in this situation right now, but I feel like we're like on the same page. I had him. So wait on Saturday, he had a gig. Uh, a tarot uh, gig and when he came home he was telling me like this new way that he was reading for this this lady because he said it was like a really emotional reading so I was like well I was going to ask you to do a reading for me because I've just been really stressed out and um, he said okay well ask me three questions <laughs> like I, I had to tell him tell him the three things that are bothering the mo- me the most or whatever so the first one was like are we going to have to move like, what's up with our living situation? Are we going to have to move? So the first three cards that he pulled, I don't remember the names of them, but he was explaining it to me. And it's so funny because like the first one was this lady 
at a slot machine, like collecting all these coins. And there were people outside, like watching her that were like in the cold that like needed help and stuff. <laughs> so he was like trying to explain to me like what the cards meant. I said, yeah, not bitches. Zelda collecting her, uh, her profit from selling the fucking house that we have to be out in the cold for now. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that's probably what it means. <laughs> I was like, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I don't know, Jamie. So, um, I'm not done Christmas shopping. Uh, yeah, I still have care. things to buy, but I did get your gift, and um, I'm very excited to give it to you. So, I hope that you really like it when you get it. I'm sure I will. It's really. <laughs> I'm like so happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. I uh, I have yours too. I just need to wrap it up and put it in a box. Yeah, I got. I got plenty yours. of boxes though. <laughs> I didn't even put. I didn't even put out Christmas cards this year. Like I have no desire to do anything. So, but I still have to finish Christmas shopping. I got to send out a couple of packages, and um, you know, then just like chill the fuck out and not worry about anything for a fucking week, except our living situations. <laughs> Nothing else is new. I'm trying to think if I watched anything new over the weekend, but I did get ca- I did get caught up on my Potomac Housewives. Um, oh, there's a there's a show called uh, Urban Legends on the Discovery Plus app. There's a show. Yeah, okay. so I think it's executive produced by Eli Roth, who did the Hostel movies. Okay. And um, I I just randomly put it on one night, and they're actual stories um and they curse and everything in it it's so crazy because i I thought it was gonna be like one of those cheesy like uh reenactment type things where they like you know but it's like an actual show and there's like a story that happens and they go through like certain urban legends and just like play it out it's really cool i really i really enjoyed it but besides that um we just put out our weekly episode Mm -hmm. which is our holiday special episode, which is Scream 2. Yeah. So we had a special guest on, which was Justin from the Say by the Bell, the new class fan club on Instagram. And he joined us and we just broke down and talked about Scream 2. So it was something that we decided that we wanted to do last year because we reviewed Scream. And for every Christmas, we're going to review uh, the Scream movies. But it's a very long episode, so I will forewarn you. <laughs> um, but and Jamie goes to the bathroom in it for a good like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> I had an issue. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so if you join our Patreon and listen to our bonus content, you'll hear uh, me and Justin just talking about um, <laughs> like <laughs> certain DVDs that we bought while Jamie's pooping. <laughs> I couldn't hold it, man. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to go and I can't wait. <laughs> At one point I was like, God, I think she fell in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a really good episode. And um, yeah, join our Patreon and go listen now. If you join our $5 tier, you'll get access to our monthly bonus content, which is our breakdown of the first and only season of the Dawson's Creek spinoff Young Americans mm-hmm. and um, our third episode for that will be out January 
So we hope that you go join that and take a listen. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for now. I think we can get into this episode, Jamie. I think we can too. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So this week we are recapping season four, episode 10, Self-Reliance. Uh, aired December 20th. December 20th. Today's the 21st. Wow. We were so close. I know. December, aired December 20th, 2000, written by Gina Fattore, or Fator. I never remember how to say her name, and directed by David Petrarca. Petrarca. P E T R A R C A. Petrarca? Petrarca. Uh, I don't know. All right, so we open in Dawson's dark room. It's all red, and he's developing photographs of Gretchen. And um, Dawson's in there. Jack's in there with him. And Jack says, how does it feel to have your dream come true? And Dawson says, why? Does it look like I'm trapped in an elevator with Kate Hudson? <laughs> Kate Hudson in her prime back in the early 2000s. Oh, my gosh. Um, how to lose a guy in 10 days. And... um. When did Almost Famous come out? That's when she became, like, really popular. I don't even really... I remember How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I really don't remember Almost Famous. I don't even think I've seen it. I've heard of it. Like, I can almost picture it in my head, sort of. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, I don't remember the whole movie either. Um, It's basically about Cameron Crowe writing for Rolling Stone and going on tour with a band, like a famous band at the time. And Kate Hudson plays, I think it's Penny Lane. I don't know. Uh, And I never was a fan of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I always thought it was such a dumb movie. It had a really good title, but it was just a dumb movie. I really prefer their other movie together, which was Fool's Gold. That movie was actually pretty good. I vaguely remember Fool's Gold. I think I saw bits and pieces of it. Probably was on TV or something. Yeah. Right. So commercials means I don't really remember. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I think I agree with you. I really don't think that I like that movie. No, it's not good. No. It's a weird it movie. It sounds like it would be good, but it's like, I feel like I could do way worse things than lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> I just never thought it was funny. I think they tried oh. to make it a comedy and it just wasn't that funny. Yeah. Well, they, they definitely tried to make it a comedy. I don't. I think bits and pieces of it were kind of funny, but I just don't remember being like the biggest fan. But I mean, it's whatever. The Kate Hudson movie that I really like is Bride Wars with her and Anne Hathaway. That movie's cute. It's always on. It's always on like Bravo and E on like a weekend. (laughs) Hmm. But yeah, check it out. It's really good. So Dawson's like pretending that kissing Gretchen wasn't a big deal. And Jack says, you can't pretend like this means nothing to you. And he says, it's not nothing. But virtually nothing. And he says, was she once the unapproachable bikini-clad object of my pre-adolescent affection? Yeah. Is she now? No. She's a friend. I like to keep her one. And Jack's like, famous last words. And Dawson says, not every kiss has to be a life-altering event. And Jack says, believe me, I know. I went to Ethan's campus and tried to kiss him in front of everybody. And then all of a sudden, I was making out with him in front of his current boyfriend, Brad. And then I had to go... (laughs) And I went home and cried to my father. <laughs> so Jack says he has to leave because him and Jen are going to, or no, he's, he says he's going to 
Provincetown for this gay teen coalition, gay straight teen coalition with Jen. And um, they're both coming up from the basement, which is where his uh, dark room is. Dawson so gave- jealous of that dark room too, by the way. <laughs> well, he lives in a mansion. There's at least one spot that he could have a dark room. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they were in his or when they were in the dark room, Dawson gave Jack a picture because he said, uh, when you go over to see Jen, give us the grams or whatever. And he's like, how do you know I'm going over there? And he's like, Jack. And he goes, all right, I'll give it to her because he's going to Provincetown with Jen. But when they come up from the basement and Jack's putting on his coat, he has the picture in his mouth. I was wondering if like she was going to notice it or say something or like, like what, what is but like we never i like i wanted to see it <laughs> oh what the picture was yeah i mean i know it was in the bath or whatever but what i mean is like he just had it in his mouth i don't know i just thought it was rude he just developed this picture and jack put it in his mouth it wasn't even his it wasn't even his to keep it was for jen or grams it's jack i was like take it out of your mouth or like say hold this Why nobody said anything i think that's what i was trying to get at nobody said anything at all about the picture in his mouth and just like what it was weird yeah. So Jack's getting ready to leave. And then we see that Gretchen is there already in the house and she's there to help clean up the party because it was the previous night. Right. And she's like, oh, well, I guess you already got that taken care of. And Dawson's like, yeah, I cleaned it up for you. <laughs> so then Gretchen tells Dawson that the only reason she came by was to tell him that she acted stupidly. She says, when the whole mistletoe thing happened, I should have cleared the air. That's sort of my policy on things like that. And he says, you have a policy with kissing your younger brother's friend under a mistletoe? And she says, no. She was just afraid that he might think that it meant something more than it did. And she's like, look, you're young. And he's like, I'm not that young, Gretchen, Jesus. And then she's like, no, you're not. And she asks him if he thought it meant something more to him. Um, And he says, obviously. And then she says, again, that if you don't clear these things up right away, they could get awkward and that would suck. And she says, so last night was more of a season's greetings kiss. And then she goes to leave and they both tell each other happy holidays. And there's like a little bit of like awkwardness before Mm. she leaves. Because it's like, well, they already kissed. Are they going to kiss again and just make it like kind of cute where they're like, we really are into each other. But um, literally, it's like three scenes with Gretchen. And by the end of the episode, we find out where she stands with him. So they're gonna get together (laughs) yeah it's gonna happen so now we are at the b&b and bessie and bodie are leaving for like a weekend or something like we said earlier and um joey's like bye don't worry bess (laughs) she's like you got this this (laughs) joey and pacey are gonna be together alone at the b&b for three days she says except we're watching baby alexander and i have a test on trans trans transcendentalism (laughs) yeah i can't even say that word transcendental what (laughs) transcendentalism (laughs) whatever so pacey's like you know we haven't really talked about the party and she says sure we did we both agree that you were ahead of the party and he says no not that one the one where dawson was kissing my sister and Joey says, Pacey, please. I have too much on my plate to even think about that right now. I haven't even started reading my assignment yet. And I still have an hour left before Alexander wakes up from his nap. I was like, I thought they just brought him in. And then we hear him crying. And Joey tells Pacey to brace himself. 
this is when all the fun begins. So she's already in this like mood, you know, she's already in this, like how she already has this like attitude where she's like stressed out about seeing Dawson kissing Gretchen. And um, she's got this big test that she's got to take and she's watching her nephew and she's all by herself. And she doesn't really have like the um, uh, time to herself. She's running it in. Right. That's a lot. She's got a lot going on, you know, for a 17 year old. Or how I, I, I'm guessing she was 17. It's 17, right? She's not 16, 17. I don't remember. Yeah, I think they're all 17 except Jack. Yeah. Casey, uh, I think, is the oldest. No, I think this is his birthday this season. Maybe he turns 18 at his birthday this year. It's actually in a couple of episodes. I think it's like two or three episodes from now. Yeah. I didn't look, but I don't remember how. I don't think he's 16. Who? Casey. I think he's going to. Oh, he's, he's the oldest. He's He's at least 17 now. I think he's turning 18. Okay. He's, I know, I'm pretty sure Pacey's one of the oldest out of the group. So now we cut to Jen and Jack. They're at this coalition. He tells Jen that this really isn't his scene. And Jen's like, well, how do you know? He says, I'm the only guy here without a piercing. And Jen says, yeah, because your scene is basically of Dawson, me, and Grams. And she tells him that he can't spend the rest of his life surrounded by straight people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can. <laughs> as much as, like, you hate straight, uh, like... Uh, straight relationships <laughs> and, and uh, you know, straight people telling you what to do. Uh, you don't have to be around gay people 24 seven. I think I've even said this before. Like when I see gay guys in groups of like all, like they have like a hundred gay friends. I'm like a lot. I have like one gay friend. I don't even think I have one gay friend anymore. <laughs> I don't, I think the only other gay person I know is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had a lot of gay and bisexual friends over the years, mm-hmm. but out of the people that I am still in contact with the most right now, three. Me, Steph, and who else? <laughs> my sister. <laughs> See, I would count my sister as one, too. <laughs> <laughs> my sister. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like... I'm not like uh, opposed to it. I do. I do wish that I had more gay friends. Sometimes it's just gay guys can be really catty and bitchy sometimes. And so I was a little triggered by this episode, Jamie. I have to admit it. Um, not at the part, man. Like, uh huh. The guy was such a tool at first. Like, I didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. So wait, I wasn't triggered. Uh, at the, it, I wasn't triggered by the part where uh, I cried in my kitchen, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> It was some that was something else. Uh, I was triggered by the way Toby was treating Jack and the way that he was judging Jack for just being who he was. I've been in situations where, like, I'm not like the most confident person, especially when I'm out with new people. But I remember being out with like a friend and they would bring their other gay friends and. I would just get like, like bitchy comments all night from these guys, or they would just be like blatantly rude to me for no reason. And I was just there to have a good time because I think I'm pretty nice to people, (laughs) like especially people I don't know. Right. Um, Like, why would I start an argument with somebody or like be rude back? But I've been in situations where like, I don't know if it's like a competition and like the other, the other like, person is just very standoff it's it's weird i've just been in that situation a lot there was another time when my sister 
she was friends with this kid that she used to work with. And to me, and to a lot of other people, this kid was blatantly gay. And he had a girlfriend, and it was very obvious to me. But whatever. If, like, that's the life he chose to do, to, to live, instead of just being himself, that's his problem. That's not my problem. But he would get very, like, um, he would get very, like, tight and, like, really, like... Um, like, stiff? Like, like weird when he would get around me. Um, and I, it's not like I'm, like, this big flamboyant person. Look, I'm tight like these. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm tight. Uncomfortable. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it was him sort of, like, being like, well, to me, this is how I took it. He's like, God, I wish I could be comfortable with myself where... <laughs> Uh, I could just be who I am, but he's not because maybe he has pressure from his family or whatever. But uh, yeah, I would try to like talk to him just like to have conversation while we were in like a group and he just would not ever look at me. He wouldn't like respond to me. It was very, very weird. And this happens to me a lot with other gay guys. So Hmm. I don't have a lot of gay friends. I did have a friend that we both know and uh, we're no longer friends. (laughs) Uh, that's a whole other story, but I don't get it. You know, I don't think you need to be friends with other gay people just to figure out that you're gay or whatever. Just it's so stupid to me. I don't need to have a hundred different, a hundred friends that look just like me. Go no, on Twitter. The whole point is to just be yourself, individual, one and only. There's only one you, you know? Yeah. Go on Twitter. You'll see all the pictures of like all the gay guys that hanging out at like fucking the pines in whatever i'm like i don't think i'll ever go there so anyway jen orders her coffee and we see a guy go up to them and he asks if they're there for the meeting and um jen's like yeah and i'm here with my friend jack and he says thank god we need more lesbians with decent haircuts (laughs) this is toby she's like oh i'm not a lesbian i'm here to support jack and then she introduces them to each other and toby's like oh yeah i recognize you from the news you're the gay football player. And he's like, we've all been wondering about you. And Jack's like, well, look, I'm not very comfortable with labels. And Toby goes, well, which label bothers you more, gay or football player? And then Toby, like, storms off. <laughs> so Toby's already got, like, a chip on his shoulder because Jack is, like, um, we get into it later. Like, Jack is this person that Toby sees, and it's somebody that Toby was, like, tortured by his whole life. But he doesn't know who Jack is. So yeah, Toby looks at Jack like he's like the bad guy in the situation. And Jack's just like, you don't know me, you know? Maybe you should get to know me first. So now we cut to Mr. Brooks and Dawson. They're together now. So Mr. Brooks says, a documentary about me? And what do you get out of it? And Dawson says that he gets the chance to learn about filmmaking. Sorry, picture making. And Dawson says a lot of young filmmakers studied their forebears. And he mentions Cameron Crowe again. (laughs) Weird. We were just talking about him. (laughs) And Mr. Brooks like, I lied. I know who he is. And Brooks like, come back tomorrow to the A.I. Brooks Scholar Cinema. And Dawson's like, you'll do it? And Brooks says, producer credit above the title. You'll get director name only. (laughs) So he's like, yeah, you can do it. But I want to have some credit on this. Um, this picture and Dawson's like excited that he's gonna actually like make this movie with Brooks so now we're back with Jack and he's getting annoyed that Toby keeps using the word gay so like so Jack and Jen are like sitting at a table in front of everybody 
And he's just like, gay, 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 gay. He keeps saying gay. Jen's like, it's just a word, Jack. And Toby calls out Jack and he's like, you know, why have you decided to join the group? So then Jack starts to talk and Toby's like, stand up, get on your feet. <laughs> Tell us. And Jack's such like, a jerk, man. I don't know. It's it's just funny because Jack, you wouldn't think that he was gay. You know what I mean? He's I don't know what this guy's grudge is, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I remember reading an article about the whole thing with Kerr Smith when he found out Jack was going to be gay. When he was talking to Kevin Williamson about it. Mm-hmm. When he actually like agreed to it, which is which blows my mind. Like you finally agreed to it. But I guess like back then, a young actor, maybe he felt like it would have maybe tainted his career a little bit, but yeah. Whatever. It just makes you a better actor, just testing yourself. Yeah. Um, he said he wanted to just play Jack as like a regular everyday guy that didn't have these like quirky like nuances where he wasn't being like flamboyant or he had like a weird dictation in his voice and stuff like that. He right. was just a regular high school kid, you know? And, you know, cause you see things on TV sometimes and gay guys get portrayed in a way where they're just like so over the top. And some guys yeah. are like that in real life. Um, personally to me, I think it's like an act sometimes. I, I just go like, nobody really acts like that. <laughs> like, nobody's that happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know gay means you're happy, but you're not that gay. <laughs> um, but Jack's just like your everyday guy who just so happens to be gay. Mm. And I I agree with that. Like, I never... He's himself, you know? Yeah, like, the first thing I say to somebody uh, when I meet them is not I'm gay. It's like, I'm Steven, and I, I have a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the most important thing about me. <laughs> but, Not, you know, who my partner is. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't feel the need to, like, get into my personal life and be this, like, big advocate for whatever reason. Like, I can do that on my own time. But, like, my whole thing and my my whole aesthetic isn't being gay. <laughs> so, I think I'm going to get a lot of shit for this episode, but I don't really care. <laughs> but fuck speaking, it. Fuck it. But speaking as a gay man, I can speak out about it because it's how i feel i don't look at my i don't look in the mirror and say i'm a gay man first and foremost no i just say like i'm a fucking human being with feelings so with i don't feelings. know i have feelings okay why can't you just so toby tells jack to stand up and uh explain why he's at the coalition and jack says that he was coaching peewee soccer and toby cuts in and he says let me guess you were fired because you're queer and Jack says, well, no, not just for that. And Toby says, well, what what did you do? And Jack says, I left. It was the only thing I could do. And Toby's like, you didn't protest? You didn't put up a fight? Not exactly a step forward for gay rights. And Jack says that he wasn't thinking about gay rights at the time. He was thinking about the kids. And Toby says, oh, of course. But everyone here knows that you confront prejudice in society head on. And he's like, you can sit down now. <laughs> Jack's like, what? <laughs> And then he sits down. <laughs> so Jack does not like Toby. And frankly, I don't like I Toby don't, either. I don't like Toby. I don't blame Jack at all. I feel like, I don't know. He didn't make a very good first impression or a second impression or a third impression. No, he's like one of those guys that just wants to, you know, take a stand for everything and like be the voice of change for everything. But like, you got to pick a lane sometimes, you know, and stay focused. Right. I, I don't know. 
don't know. I just don't. I don't like him. It's too much. I know I want to be able to date him. Frankly, he's not my type. <laughs> <laughs> he's not so my then, No, he's just not. So then he moves on to the two lesbians in their group. And he brings up how they were kicked out of a bowling alley for kissing. I said, I think he meant that they were kicked out because the one lesbian had really terrible eyebrows. <laughs> did you, I, wasn't, did you I, was, I couldn't get past the haircuts. Um, like, listen, I love the short hair, like close. You know what I mean? Like some girls can really pull it off and it look really like the pixie cut thing. You know, like it's really fucking cute on some people. And then there are some people that should just not do that. Or maybe it was the way it was cut or it's the wig that they were wearing if they didn't actually have their hair that short. I don't really know. But some of it was kind of like choppy. Like somebody just stood in the bathroom mirror and just took some kid scissors and like... Dull scissors. (laughs) Yeah, like... Yeah, the safety scissors. They just took kids' safety scissors and just like went ham on their hair. I don't know. Well, she went ham on her eyebrows too because her eyebrows were like penciled in. It was so They literally were like a pencil eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. Was, eyebrows were like that back then. Though. Everybody's eyebrows were always really thin in the 90s. It was so weird. <laughs> I remember that. They were really thin. I think uh, when I started actually dabbling a little bit in makeup, I was well into high school. I really did. I'm not very girly. <laughs> so um, the super thin penciled eyebrows was out, but the eyebrows were still thin. Like they're a lot thinner than like our eyebrows are today um today they're always a little bit bigger and now like the bushy look thing is like kind of coming in so uh as my uh my friend would say uh the eyebrows be wolfing right so it's wolfing out um that's like in now but back then no they were thin i think i even have a picture where my eyebrows were actually pretty thin not like pencil thin like that but like pretty thin and like i had like a high arch they were like really really nice but like they were a lot to upkeep because your hair grows in and you're like ugh, ugh, ugh no now it's nice because you can just keep your natural thickness of your brow and maybe just you know shape it up and you're like done it's great screw that that's, thin shit that's what i said last week or the week before never pluck your eyebrows because you have a natural arch yeah not everybody does but yeah <laughs> i do <laughs> Seeing this, Stephen with his wiggling caterpillar eyebrows. I'm just kidding; they're not caterpillars. Look at you. <laughs> I said I had caterpillar eyebrows one time. I was like, no, I don't. They're not even that big. The only reason why I said it is because you were moving them around like caterpillars. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we have eyebrows? If you really think about it, why? <laughs> what? It's just weird. Like when you, is it like, weird that you have eyebrows? It's weird when you don't have eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, because we would look weird because we are all used to having eyebrows. But like when you really think about it, did you ever just stare in the mirror at yourself and until so your face just goes blank and you go, Wow, I have eyebrows and I've got like ears and like why do I have like lips? Or you know <laughs> so, what I mean? Okay, so and you're not even yeah, high when you do it. You just do yes it. Yes and no. So not for those specific things, but more to just kind of look at my myself as like a whole and just like try to really recognize myself. Like if I saw yeah. myself walk past me, would I actually recognize myself? Like I'm not a very vain person. I really don't spend a lot of time looking at myself in mirrors or, you know, 
checking myself out as you oh, walk past the store in the in the <laughs> reflecting glass. Like that's not my thing. I really could care less. So when when I look at myself in the mirror, like while I'm brushing my teeth or if I'm like half asleep and I'm just kind of leaning on the counter, just looking ahead, like I do pay attention to those features. And I literally ask myself, if I walked past me on the street, would I recognize myself? Would I be like, oh my God, hey, that's me. You're my twin, you know? Or would I just be like, no. Like, like when you really start to look at yourself, you're like, wow, is this really how I look? Is this how people see me? Because I feel like the way we see ourselves and then the way we see ourselves. Yeah. Totally different things. But you know what you look like. Well, yeah, you can usually point yourself out, but I just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. I think if you saw somebody walking by that could potentially be your doppelganger, you would know that it was them. I would I think, hope so. I, I think that you would either. recognize it. Maybe. <laughs> I've, I've like gone through magazines or like, um, there was one time I was going through somebody's like yearbook or something. I don't remember, but as I was turning the page, I was like, Oh my god! I thought that was I thought I was in it. This person resembled like we resembled each other a lot. Really? Yeah, it was very weird. Um, mm. But don't you think it's weird that um, like some people have the same type of uh, like characteristics on certain things, or like like buck teeth? Like people like there are people have have like buck teeth because they were born with like buck teeth or chins and yeah. Yeah. Or or they have that type of like um like they have like a very skinny body where they just resemble like I don't know. I don't know what how I'm trying to explain it, but there are strangers in the world that sort of like have the same um characteristics. It's it's weird to me. So yeah, so Toby's talking about like how they're going to go bowling in support of this lesbian couple that were kicked out and Jack is like talking under his breath to Jen at the table and Jen's just like it's just bowling Jack it's not that big of a deal and Toby calls him out again and he's like new people or whatever what are you like talking about and then Jen covers for uh, the two of them she's like oh we just wanted to know what time we should be at the bowling alley (laughs) I really want to go bowling Stephen (laughs) I do I've still been wanting to go we were supposed to go that one time all three of us hang out and we didn't <laughs> i still don't know why we didn't <laughs> he went shopping instead and we probably had, would have much more fun bowling probably we could have went to the bookstore and then went bowling i mean yeah but we ended up what did we do we got food went to second and charles and then i think we ended up at the mall instead of going bowling yeah we went to that makeup store for you i did need to go to the makeup store i needed foundation that i could take with me that was as good as the stuff that i normally knew use but not in an aerosol can so i can get it on a plane because i was going to texas that's right did you use it yeah i loved it oh my god i like it i'm trying to use the stuff that i currently use so i can start using that because i really i really liked it my skin was so nice <laughs> so we basically went to the mall for you instead of going bowling <laughs> so it's your fault was i the only one that bought anything i think so i didn't buy no i got um i got annie ann's i think that's oh, you bought food yeah we didn't yeah, even we go on the, did. we never even went in the borders but there was a borders like right where the food court was we never went in the borders barnes and noble yeah barnes and noble. Borders, 
borders are shut down, babe. <laughs> still, I'm still, I'm still not over it. That's yeah, I noticed. <laughs> if you want to hear about my borders experience, listen to episode seven of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Was it episode seven? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> People are going to go back and be like, wait, what? I'm going to get all the way through episode seven and be like, they lied. I think it was something. Liars. <laughs> so we're at the Potter B&B now, and Joey's trying to read for her test. She's got this big test coming up, and she hears banging. And I was like, is Pacey fixing something in the house? Because he's, like, always fixing something. And it was loud, too. The banging was really loud. <laughs> so she goes into the kitchen and to inspect where the banging's coming from. And she finds Pacey on the floor with baby Alexander, and um, the baby's banging uh, on a sheet pan with like, um, like wooden spoons or something. It's kind of cute. Like he's really cute with this kid. <laughs> it's kind of adorable, don't you he's think? Really, really, really cute with the kid. Um, I mean, he's so cute as it is. Jacob, Jacob, right? Jacob Alexander. Or is it just Alexander? Baby Alexander. <laughs> oh my god! I was I knew it was Alexander. I don't know where Jacob came from. Um. Alexander is so freaking cute as it is, but I really liked the interaction with Pacey and Alexander. I don't really feel like uh, Joey had, I don't, I feel like Pacey was just a lot more uh, comfortable. Does that make sense? I don't know. He was more comfortable, but I think a lot of it had to do with Joey's uh, like attitude throughout this whole episode too. She was frustrated. So her body language gave off the frustration. And every time Alexander got picked up by her, do you notice he started getting like fussy? Yeah. Yeah. So he was definitely feeding off of it. So well, I thought Pacey was just trying to help her. He was definitely like, trying to help her. I know that's what he was doing, but I just felt like he was more comfortable. Yeah, he was more comfortable. But yeah. this whole scene, the whole next scene that happens, like made no sense to me. I really thought he was there to just help keep the baby out of her hair while she studied. And I don't know. I mean, if you're reading a book, would somebody like banging on a sheet pan disrupt you that much? I don't know. So her and I are very different when it comes to studying, because if I'm focused on whatever it is I'm doing, I can tune out the whole world. Yeah. I I read books in the middle of cafeterias with people hustle and bustle and talking next to me and talking to like, and I, people can sneak up on me. They have that snuck to you up before. on me, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess it depends on what she was trying to do, but I think she was also so frustrated with everything. Her mind wasn't so focused on studying anyway, like to to begin with. Oh, so yeah. that extra extra little bit just like snuck in and it was enough to kind of rock the boat. Yeah, she was so focused on Dawson and Gretchen. That's what it was. Yeah, she was distracted. She was she wasn't completely focused on what her studying was what she was trying to do. <laughs> As soon as your mind starts to wander off what you're trying to focus on, other things can sneak in. So that's what was happening. So Joey's mad and she says that she was supposed to be reading to him. She's like, you're supposed to be reading to him, Pacey. He's supposed to go to sleep, but now you got him all riled up. And I was like, no, he's not. He's totally calm. And she throws Pacey's hat. She's like telling Pacey that he needs to get out and she's putting his hat on and she's putting his coat on and she's putting his scarf on and she literally just pushes him out the door and... Pacey's just kind of confused. And she turns to baby Alexander Alexander, and she says, we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. And she hears somebody knocking on the door and we think it's Pacey. So she opens the door and she goes, Pacey, I'm not. And then all of a sudden we see this young couple looking to rent a room. And um, she's like, yes, sounds great. 
it's only two people and then they move out of the way and two little girls like come running through the the door <laughs> so it's four people i know she's trying to escape kids and here she just let two more in yeah, so not funny. just two adults who'd be quiet and mind their own business but you got two sets of little feet just running around <laughs> i mean they could keep baby alexander preoccupied true so yeah joey's never gonna get to study <laughs> No. We cut to the next morning and Gretchen is asking why Pacey's home. And she's like, I thought you were supposed to be at Joey's. And he's like, well, she kicked me out, which leads me to this question. What the hell were you thinking kissing Dawson at their holiday party the other night? And she's like, oh, you saw that. And he's like, yeah, so did someone else. So please tell me why you had to kiss Dawson and not someone your own advanced age. <laughs> it's so mean. And she says, do we have to talk about this before I have my coffee? She's like, it was an accident. Pure mistletoe. It meant nothing. He knows that. I know that. It was just a kiss. And Pacey says, there's no such thing as a kiss, especially not in Cape Side. <laughs> and Gretchen says, God, didn't you people play spin the bottle when you were younger? <laughs> and she says, why do you care who Dawson kisses? And he says, I don't, but I know someone who does. And she says, okay, then why aren't you at Joey's talking to her instead of harassing me? And he says, because uh, I'm not a complete moron. I've already tried that. And Joey hasn't had time to run her mind over it yet. And Gretchen's like, yeah, that's a big lie. <laughs> and Pacey's like, yeah, huge lie. He so, doesn't want to confront her. Well, he says to her, I have two options. I take the high road and pretend like um, I believe what she's telling me. Or I take the low road and force the issue and come off looking like a world-class jerk. And Gretchen says that you should just be the best boyfriend you can be, be understanding and sweet and kind. And he says, and if none of that works, she says, force the issue, be a world-class jerk. You can do it, Pacey. I have complete and total faith in you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Gretchen a lot. I really, I do. really, I do too. I really do. I, I wish that she stayed on longer in the show for sure. But, you know, somebody had to go and... Put her on NCIS and then shoot her in the head a couple seasons later. Sounds to me like uh, Sasha Alexander, who plays Gretchen, has an issue with staying on TV shows for a very long <laughs> period of time. <laughs> Although, I really like her, though, as an actress. I really do. Yeah, I always liked her. She's got a very, she's got a very nice face. <laughs> you she know does. what I mean? For yeah. like TV. She's she does. Watch. Like, she's, yeah, exactly. Like, if you saw her in something else, you'd be like, oh, I know her. And you would probably sit and watch it, you know? Yeah. Um, she, Yeah, she's very easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how else you could explain it besides, besides like that. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say something else. I just totally fell out of my brain. Oh, no. Um, but she fit. Um, that's what I was going to say. As an actress playing this character, she fits in really well with the other cast members. So she could have easily just jumped right into the the spot that Meredith Monroe left and Andy left and then just you know kept playing along with with the cast but um and became like a bigger part of the story but I think the issue is is that she is older than them and you know next season they're going to go off to college so then what happens she's already 21 she's not going to be in college forever <laughs> unless she's one of those people that stays in college forever <laughs> but um I think what they did with her for this her one and only season actually was a good thing. So I don't know. I like her. So do I. Um, so now we're with Joey in class and she's going crazy looking over her notes 
And Dawson sits down next to her and he's like, are you ready for this test? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, I've never seen you use Cliff's notes before. And she's like, look, it's just a, it's just a technical setting tool that I can use. <laughs> like, she gets all defensive. And he's like, Joey, you would tell me if there's something wrong with you, wouldn't you? And she's like, yeah, sure. Totally. <laughs> oh, I want to bestow upon you all of my deep, dark secrets because, you know, we're still doing that now. <laughs> she, I, she really just wants to be like, why'd you have to kiss Gretchen, Dawson? Why'd you have to kiss her? <laughs> of all people, why Gretchen? And why in front of me? Yeah. In front He's of Because like, I didn't fucking know. <laughs> How about all the times that you were kissing uh, my best friend in front of me and I didn't know? Um, <laughs> so, right? Am I wrong? Mm, no. <laughs> How about the time? How about the time Dawson was trying to get into the fucking classroom, and they were standing in front of it, making out first thing in the morning after they had a conversation about PDA. <laughs> how about that? Yeah, true. This was like right after they came back from like sailing off the fucking. But it wasn't a surprise, though. Yeah, but like, Dawson's like, I don't really want to see this first thing in the morning. I mean, I can't believe him. So, their teacher comes in with the test. And he starts passing it out. Um, and Dawson, we see Dawson just sort of like keep cutting looks over at Joey. Like he knows something's wrong. He's so concerned. James Vanderbeek took some like face acting classes this season because he does a lot of face acting. <laughs> I've noticed where he's just like looking at her like. Can I portray my like, thoughts on my face? And then he always like smiles at the end. It's weird. Um, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're back with Jack and Jen. They're in the hallway together. They're at their locker. And um, Jack's like, Jen, I'm not going. And she's like, I think you are, Jack. And I wrote, they're giving Jen a new hairstyle with a handkerchief in her hair. <laughs> a kerchief. kerchief. Not a handkerchief. A kerchief. Jack doesn't want to go to this group bowling thing. And she tells him that they don't even have to bowl. They can just go hang out and make some new friends. And Jack's like, yeah, like that Toby guy. No, thanks. And Jen's like, I think he's sweet. And he's like, yeah, you would. And she's like, meeting what? And he says, it was so obvious he, he's in love with you. He was practically drooling all over you. And she's like, I just think he likes more of my diva-like qualities. Then Jen says, I think Toby likes you. You know, underneath the whole militant, angry, young, gay posturing, which is kind of sexy. Jack says that the guy's a fascist dictator. Plus, even if I wanted to meet new people, it's totally an unnatural way to do it. He's like, hi, I'm gay, and that's all I am. How weird is that? Just because people share the same sexual orientation doesn't mean that they have anything else in common. She's like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, why are you agreeing with me? And she says, easy, because I'm going to go without you. And Jack's like, okay. Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> He's like, I just did this to Molly the other week. <laughs> Getting her to play goalie. <laughs> I see. You picked up some tricks, Jenna. I see. <laughs> While you were over there falling all over yourself in the net, you were listening to me manipulate my uh, young athletes. <laughs> so now we cut to Dawson filming Brooks. And he says, is it true that there are only six stories? And Brooks says, no, there's only three. Guy loves girl, guy gets girl, guy loses girl. And Dawson's like zooming the camera in front of him, like moving it around in his face. And Brooks is like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Dawson's like, I'm moving the camera around. You want to make your viewers say suck? 
Sea sick. I'm losing them. (laughs) (laughs) Then get over here. Hold that camera steady. Unobtrusive. And Dawson says, don't you think that kind of thinking is a little outdated? Good enough for Howard Hawks. Good enough for you. (laughs) Dawson's like, but you can't just write off all the technological advancements that we've made. And Dawson brings up a bunch of different films. And um, he's like, what did you think of Gladiator? Brooks says, chat over the top, lacking in complex human emotions. And Dawson says, which is what made LA Confidential so great because Brooks loves LA Confidential. Like this is like the 17th time that they've brought up LA Confidential. And I was like, I really think I need to watch this movie because <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. I've never heard of it. So except um, for the show, there's a show LA Confidential, the show that we're watching. Oh, you've only heard it in the show. Yes. Okay. I think Kim Basinger is in it. Hmm. Um, wait, maybe Kevin Spacey's in it. Kevin Spacey is problematic now, but you probably don't even know who that is. <laughs> Kevin Spacey? Yeah. I know his name. I don't remember what he looks like. Hold on. Let's look him up. Oh, he is in it. I was right. And I've never even seen this movie. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, Kim Basinger, James Cromwell, Danny DeVito. What is this? What is this called again? LA Confidential. I wonder where I can watch it. Directed by Curtis Hansen, who I think actually directed Katie Holmes in something. Russell Crowe. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, okay. Danny DeVito. James Cromwell. I love him. Um, Yeah, Curtis Hansen, who directed the movie, directed Katie Holmes in Wonder Boys, which I've never seen. Oh, my God. He also directed The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I love that movie. <gasps> Yeah, me too. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I always use that joke where she's breastfeeding the baby and she should not be breastfeeding the baby because she's not the mother. And um, there is this crazy man. It's crazy. I know. There's this person that I used to be friends with. And I used to always say that she was going to steal her sister's kid and uh, hand the rocks to cradle the baby. <laughs> Dude. All right. So you like horror movies hold on yeah have you ever seen bless the child um no that has kim basinger in it though right yes um i've never actually like sat and watched the movie though but i've seen it or i've heard of it why is it scary it's good yeah it's like um it's like a thriller horror bless the child's Cause God, God bless the child that's on his own, on his own. Money, you got lots of friends. <laughs> oh, Christina Ricci's in it. Yeah. There's a lot of people in it. So those of you that are curious. um, That was me singing, yes. <laughs> so the description for Bless the Child is a, a thriller horror that came out in the year 2000. Rated R, not for kids. Uh it only has 3% Rotten Tomatoes, whatever that means. It's not even uh, like, it's like they gave it, they rated it a 5 out of 10. But listen, listen, it's really not that bad. Um, so when Maggie's sister Jenna saddles her with an autistic newborn named Cody, she touches Maggie's heart and becomes the daughter she's always longed for. But six years later, Jenna suddenly re-enters her life and, with her mysterious new husband, Eric Stark, abducts Cody. Despite the fact that Maggie has no legal rights to Cody, FBI agent John Travis takes up her cause when he realizes that Cody shares the same birth date as several other recently missing children. Mm. It's really good, guys. It's got to do with, like, uh, cults, <laughs> basically. Um, 
It's good. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to watch LA Confidential and Bless the Child. Um, a fun fact, Chuck Russell, who directed Bless the Child, directed A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. That's the Ooh. like that's like the best Nightmare on Elm Street. And <laughs> one, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> and he also directed Fringe. <gasps> I love Fringe. So I love Fringe. The two directors that we just spoke of, Curtis Hansen and chuck russell both directed dawson's creek alums isn't that weird yeah look at this look at this full like circle six guys. degrees six <laughs> degrees of dawson's creek full circle. <laughs> um oh so anyway dawson's like that's what made la confidential so great and brooke says they're not sexy blonde kim basinger mm. um there hasn't been a picture that good since the man who shot liberty valance you have seen that haven't you and Dawson says, yeah, the great love triangle, like a lot of movies. What's your point? <laughs> Dawson's like, I thought you might have one. <laughs> and Brooke says, do you know why so many great pictures are about love triangles? Simple. For every piece of happiness, there's also a piece of unhappiness. If you haven't told both sides, then you haven't told the whole story. I think we're done for the day. <laughs> then he gets up and leaves. And Dawson's like, you can't just stop when you get to the good part. Let's get to the good part. Ah! <laughs> Literally, what popped in my head? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking TikTok, man. Damn TikTok. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I get to discover all kinds of new music through TikTok, so I can't even knock it because <laughs> every day my Spotify playlist is like getting more songs added. I feel like I should make that public because my playlists are just completely. <laughs> random but they're awesome maybe i'll add it um maybe i'll add the uh, link to my playlist on my um link tree if anybody's interested in what i listen to um probably not fully safe for children i don't know just be present if you're gonna listen to it around kids you might have to skip some songs you know (laughs) i don't know unless you don't care if they listen to little rob's let's get nasty so just i'm rolling my eyes as she's saying this because it's like you don't need to forewarn people. Just let I them might need to, to forewarn people. And, you know, they got like like five-year-olds listening to Little Rob's getting, Let's Get Nasty. And you're just like, what's this, people? What? Well, if the parent reads the title of that and they go, oh, maybe I shouldn't listen to this in front of my kids. Let them figure it out themselves, <laughs> listen, Jamie. All right. I'm just going to put it out there. I hold, uh, you know, no... Uh... <laughs> No responsibility. That's all I gotta say. I hate warnings. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I hate those types of warnings. But like, if I'm gonna be kicked out of my house, I need a warning. <laughs> I need a warning. Yeah. If I'm gonna be back on emails or the phone coming if back, my policy is gonna cancel because I missed a payment. Like, I need a warning. I need a warning. I obviously didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, he gets up and leaves, and Dawson's like, "You can't just leave." And he says. Oh, yes, I can. I'm the star. No star, no picture. And Dawson says, you've been going on all afternoon about the importance of asking fundamental questions about truth, honor, and friendship. Now that I finally asked them, you've got nothing to say? And Brooks just shrugs. And Dawson says, who is this girl who made you give up filmmaking? And Brooks like, that's what you want to hear? The salacious details? And Dawson says, no, complex human emotion. And Brooks like, come back after supper. I'll try to dredge up some painful memories for you. <laughs> it's but so dramatic. We so we learn that um 
so it didn't hit me till I watched this, Jamie. Like, this is how stupid I am. He was making a movie with his best friend and his girlfriend, and the girlfriend left him for his best friend. It's the yeah. same situation as Dawson, except they weren't filming a movie together. It's the same situation, though. But they have filmed a movie together, just they weren't falling in love while they were filming that movie together. Well, yeah. Schematics. But still. Semantics. It's like schematics. <laughs> semantics. Um, but yeah. They... Schematics. <laughs> schematics. I love it. <laughs> so they um they have this like whole thing in common. It's so funny. I didn't it I didn't even pick it up until I watched this. I was like, duh, Steven, they talked about this in the in the last episode. Why did you not pick this up? <laughs> I was I don't know why. I must have been falling asleep watching it. That's all right. I, I think I missed that detail too, even though they talked about it and you're like, Oh, this makes so much sense now. Yeah. So we cut to Joey, and she's putting away groceries in no particular order, by the way. She's literally throwing boxes in the cabinet. And Yeah, the whole cabinet situation was driving me crazy watching her do that. I'm like, what is this mess? Stuff's, like, facing the wrong way, and you can't read it, and stuff is blocking other stuff. I'm like, at least pretend you know how to put groceries and boxes in the cabinets. Like, at least pretend that you do this on a, like, as... I mean, somebody probably does it for you, but like, I mean, at this point, can you just pretend you're a human being for a moment that you do your own grocery shopping? Like, can you just... She was literally just throwing things in there without even like, with no organization. No organization. Like, Stuff put, like backwards. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit OCD and I'm, I need to at least read the label because what's the point? You don't know what anything is. You're going to move stuff around and flipping things around because you can't read it. I'm going to read the back of the box and know what an orange box is with white lettering. It was just weird. She was is like crackers. I don't know. And Maybe everything was just like not aligned. And <laughs> oh, yeah, there was no organization at all. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that because it was driving me crazy. She's that upset about this goddamn kiss. Um, she's probably upset that she's upset about the kiss too, which makes her even more upset. <laughs> she's a mess. But she says she. So we hear her talking to somebody, and um, she's like, "I know I did poorly on that test. I know I did. Um, I know I blew it." And then she turns around, and we see baby baby Alexander sitting on the rug in the kitchen, and she says, "Who am I kidding? It's a C." And then she tells them to do her a favor and stay off the road of overachievement. It will lead to nothing but heartache. And then we see Pacey come in with a bag of groceries. And Joey's just in a really bad mood. This is when she blows up on him. And he's like, hey, I brought groceries. Because she's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Pacey? <laughs> and he's like, um, I brought you groceries. And she's like, yeah, I already went. And he's like, well, you can never have enough groceries in case you get some unexpected guests again. And Joey's like, if I do, I'll just take care of it like I did last night. Pacey picks up baby Alexander. He's just trying to interact with the kid. And Joey asks if this is an intervention. Pacey says he just wanted to come over, make some supper, and build some Lego castles. That way she can study. And she's like, "Ah, I don't need to study tonight. That was last night, in case you forgot. When I kicked you out, remember? Is it all coming back to you now, Pacey? It's all coming back to me now. (laughs) (laughs) he goes judging by your mood i'd say the test went really well (laughs) oh such sarcasm from that man i love it she's like it doesn't really matter because i can't retake it it's over it's done with i can't do anything about it pace 
And he's like, are you really this upset about a test? And she says, I just can't let things roll off my shoulders like you do. I'm tired. I'm so tired of worrying about baby Alexander. I'm so tired of waiting on people. And I'm so tired of doing everything myself. And she like flops her hands down like so dramatically. (laughs) Girl, I felt that though. These last couple of months made me very tired. Okay, but listen, my point, my whole point is, is that it was just like three days that Bessie was going away and she said she would take care of the baby. Why are you having a mental breakdown? (laughs) I'm 32 different levels of what, you know, experiences. I know it does. But she's 17 years old, dude. She's like, I chose this time to have a breakdown while Bessie's not here. So I can bitch to my boyfriend and be mean. That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) And she's probably got her period. She's probably hormonal. Probably. Most likely. 100% true. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've confirmed it. We've confirmed. (laughs) We've seen seen the tampon in the trash can. (laughs) Gross. But that's what that was. (laughs) That's what it was. We did a, a, a scan around the B&B and we saw it. <laughs> With our magnifying glasses and Zoom. <laughs> we, were there, we were there trying to get the uh, layout of the entire B&B. You see, B&B, what had happened was we were responsible for trash control. <laughs> we had to go fix the toilet because somebody Waste was putting... disposal. Exactly. <laughs> That's what our job was. <laughs> That's how I got on stage. <laughs> Waste disposal. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that from? No, it's not from anything. I just made it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Um, so Pacey tries to console her by saying that's why he's there to help. To help her. But he can't help her if she's not telling the truth. And she's like, this is the truth, Pacey. And he says... What's really bothering you is what happened between Dawson and Gretchen. And she's like, I'm not upset about that, Pacey. And she turns around. She doesn't even face him. <laughs> I can't even look you in the eyes right now. How dare you accuse that of me? I can't even admit to it. And Pacey says, then you're upset about Dawson and you. She looks like she's going to cry. And she says, that is not true. He says, then please tell me the truth. Because it's certainly not about me and you. Because I haven't screwed up for at least a day or two. <laughs> I was like, that was cute, because he was trying to, like, um, calm her down a little bit. So she gets really nasty with him, and she says... So Joey gets really nasty now with Pacey, and she says, You know what? You never do. You are the perfect boyfriend, and you win the perfect boyfriend contest. You beat Dawson. Is that what you want to hear, Pacey? And he just kind of laughs it off, because he doesn't know what to say. So she takes baby Alexander, and she takes him away. (laughs) She's punishing Pacey. (laughs) And um, it's dark out and Pacey's still at Joey's and she comes in from putting baby baby Alexander to to sleep and she just has a full on attitude with Pacey now. And he's like, look, I didn't come over to fight about Dawson. And she says, yes, you did. And he says, yes, I did. But I didn't want this to become one of those things that we never talk about. And then I look up one day and you're gone like the future. And she says, we talk about the future. And he says, we talk around the future. So she finally says that she doesn't know why this whole Dawson and Gretchen thing bothers her. She's like, I don't know why this whole thing bothers me, Pacey. He says, but it does bother you. It's okay that it bothers you, but don't shut me out. 
She says, I do think about the future. And he says, and what do you see? <laughs> and she says, us, me and you, Pace. <laughs> we grew up together. And Dawson and I, we didn't grow up. We are in that house, in Dawson's bedroom, eternally having the same argument over and over again in this endless cycle that goes on and on. And I can't stop it, because whenever I'm around him, I'm 15 again. And Pacey tells her that if that's the problem, then she needs to go talk to Dawson. And then please, call me back and let me know how that goes. <laughs> so he kisses her on the forehead. What did you think of that whole scene, where he basically calls her out on all that? I'm glad that he like called her out on it. But, you know, it's so weird. The entire time that this was happening, like, I know that Joey was supposed to be upset about the whole kiss debacle, but I really didn't get, like, that impression until he said something and then she kind of fought it a little bit and then she didn't. And I'm like, oh. Like, the entire time I was just like, okay, she's stressed. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's doing this. She's PMSing. But that's probably what it was. All that extra that I choked up to PMSing is uh, because of the kiss thing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they made it into a bigger deal than it was either, because, I mean, the looks that we got from her when she saw them at the music store listening to the CD together, and her, like, forewarning her about, like, his crush. Yeah. Like, those are all, like, weird ex-girlfriend things to do, but um, I didn't think it would bother I think it's weird that they made it that it bothered her as much, considering she's with Pacey, like her dream man, you know? Right. She's with her dream man, but also she's had these warning signs that she's been a part of this entire time that Gretchen's been back. Not to mention, this isn't like the first girl that Dawson has like interacted with since they've been broken up, you know? Did we forget about Eve? <laughs> well, she wasn't happy about that either. <laughs> I know, but that was more understandable because it was their relationship ending was still more fresh. Like it was fresher, you know? Yeah. In this case, like it's been a lot, a, a decent amount of time has passed. She's moved on. She's seen these events start to occur. So, like, she's had a little bit of an adjustment period just to see them close. Like, come on. They're, you see them hanging out a lot and a lot, a lot. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Like, it shouldn't have been off of the entire, like, the realm of possibility that this was or wasn't going to happen. Like, she had to have just entertained it in her head. Like, she had to have some sort of foresight. Like, this is a probability. This is possible. It could happen, even if it doesn't, but it could, you know? So, I just, I don't know. I, they definitely made this thing into a, a bigger deal than I think it really ought to. Because I'm kind of, I guess I that's like the whole thing. But I just feel like it's kind of starting to get a little played out. Yeah, I feel like Pacey should be more upset than Joey should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like they could have done this whole thing where they were like, they're finally starting to become friends again. And then when he sees that Dawson's kissing his sister, it's like, you're kissing my sister. Like, that's weird. Now you gotta be my friend because you could be my brother. <laughs> yeah, they could have. Yeah, they could have like made it out to be like, let's make up and like, you know, I don't know. But it's clear that they wanted to focus on Joey because it's Katie Holmes. Put the camera on Katie. Yeah. Put cut to Katie. Katie. Just cut to Katie. <laughs> and they do at the end, which really got me up. Uh, choked up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we're with Jen uh, and Toby at the bowling alley. And Toby's like, how did you and Mr. Quarterback get to be such good friends? And she says, simple. We're both terminally unlucky in love. And she says, you know, he's not the quarterback. They just throw him the ball and he catches it. <laughs> That's all I do. <laughs> and he says, ah, love of sports. No wonder we get along. 
So Jack comes in and Toby says, there he is, Captain America. I thought you said he wasn't coming. He's like kind of being so like snarky towards Jack, Jen's best friend. And Jen just sits there and like, doesn't even say a word. I'd have been like, all right, calm down. He's my best friend. Like I get, I get you don't like him, but Jen doesn't like confrontation. But Jen says, uh, no, he wasn't going to come. I kind of blackmailed him into it. So Jack goes up to Jen and Toby and Jen reintroduces them to each other. And Jack's wearing his like Letterman jacket. And Toby says, nice jacket. And Jack's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and Toby says, he's kidding, right? The jacket. It's like ironic, right? Uh, or something he got at a thrift store. And Jen's like, no, that's really his jacket. And I was like, what is he talking about? This jacket. He knew he was a football player. Why did he think he didn't have a Letterman's jacket? Yeah. I don't understand. I didn't understand this at all either. Like, I don't. I didn't understand it in this moment. I understood it later when he explained the situation. But the jacket conversation kind of threw me off. I was like, what? Like, why I would he get it? I yeah. Yeah, like, why would he have a Letterman jacket? He plays football. I don't know. So Jack's like, is there a problem? And Jen tries very hard for them to make sure that nobody gets into an argument. And she's like, uh, no, we're ready to bowl. Are we ready to bowl? And she gives Toby the pink ball and he turns to Jack and he says, he is sweet, huh? And Jack goes and gets his shoes. I don't even remember that part. I don't even remember writing that. <laughs> I don't remember him even saying it. I don't know if he's being sarcastic. I don't remember. Oh, no. She gives Toby a pink ball and then Jen turns to Jack and says, he is sweet, huh? And Jack kind of laughs and goes to get his shoes. That's what happens. Okay. Um, so now we're back with Dawson and Brooks and it's like late and he's still filming him and Brooks is getting directors and movies mixed up and Dawson's like correcting him because he Dawson's sort of like, what are you, what are you talking about? That's not right. Hmm, of course. And he's like, oh, right. Like, what was I thinking? And we're just like, oh, he's just getting tired, you know? And Dawson's like, you know, if you're not feeling well, we can do this another time. And he's like, do you want some water? And Brooks says, Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Water, ice, bourbon, hold the water, hold the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawson's like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea. Totally gonna miss Brooks. I am too. I am too. <laughs> I don't know what episode is that he dies, but I'm thinking it's gonna come soon. It's coming soon. I know it's coming soon. He kind of foreshadowed it in this episode. Um, but then I was like, Dawson, just give the man his fucking bourbon. Like, he's an old man. Let him have whatever he wants. It also reminded me of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 when the mom is telling Kristen to go to sleep. And she has, like, a gentleman caller over. And it turns out to be, fr like, we hear, so Kristen's mom is telling Kristen, a.k.a. Patricia Arquette, that, um, you know, just go to sleep. I have a friend over. And... Kristen says something sarcastic and we hear the boyfriend down the stairs go Meg where's the bourbon <laughs> and she's like I'll be right down and Kristen goes into like the nightmare state and Freddie um we see the mom get pulled out into the hallway and Freddie comes up and he's dressed in like a suit and all of a sudden he um says I said where's the fucking bourbon? And he like chops her head off with um his claws and he holds her head over to Kristen and she's like, I told you, you're always gonna ruin my life. You always have to ruin everything, Kristen. Like she's still talking. <laughs> Every time I hear bourbon, I think of that scene. 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I never really got into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Okay, so I know Freddy's song, and I know he goes into the dreams, and he's got, you know, razors for hands, or He's whatever. got knives for fingers. He's got knives for fingers. He wears right? a dirty and he wears brown that, hat. And, and he's got that fucking sweater, that infamous sweater <laughs> that everybody knows. He's iconic in this damn fucking sweater. The fucking sweater. Fucking Christmas sweater. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking Christmas sweater. <laughs> and that's really the extent of my knowledge of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, we should watch them. Mm. We should watch them together. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. I said, where do you keep the bourbon? <laughs> Where's your fucking bourbon? I'll find the clip and I'll send it to you. Oh, goody. <laughs> just don't have nightmares, nightmares nightmares nah i eat nightmares for breakfast <laughs> come at I'm me still bro sleeping. come at me bro no <laughs> hmm. um so yeah dawson's like i don't think that's a good idea brooks and brooks says i don't give a tinker's damn about your opinion if it's too much trouble for you i'll get it myself and dawson's a like tinker's damn about your opinion a tinker's damn. I'm gonna start using that. I, know. I don't give a tinker's damn what you think. I don't know like, what it means. Look, people are just gonna be like, "What? What the hell's a tinker's damn?" But we have to say it and then get people confused. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, I'm slang? totally ready to confuse people. They're they're <laughs> gonna be so caught off guard by tinker's damn that they're gonna be like, "What was I even arguing about right now? Why is tink like? Hold on, can we pause for a second? Like, they're just not ever gonna come. It's gonna be great. We're gonna just, you know." They won't even the know point. it hit them. <laughs> they won't even know what's humming until it's too late. <laughs> Tinker's damn. Tinker's damn. Um, Dawson tells them to chill out. I'll, I'll get it for you, Brooks. All right. Just relax. So Dawson walks literally five feet over to the little bar that he has the bourbon out and he pours him a glass and he turns around and Brooks is fast asleep in his chair. Already, already asleep. So Dawson's sort of like, oh, Brooks. And he covers him up with a blanket and then he leaves. So Jen asks Jack if he's embarrassed to be there. And Jack says, on gay bowling night? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. Not the gay thing, though. Bowling. <laughs> What's wrong with bowling? I didn't understand that either. I was like, they're just bowling. <laughs> I love bowling. Jen says, all right, I'm with you on that. I admit it. The bowling thing is kind of whack, but you know, his heart is in the right place. (laughs) And people need to be willing to stand up for what they believe in. And Jack's like, you're beginning to sound like your new friend, Toby. Toby. Toby, the demon from the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh my god. (laughs) So that's when Toby, the demon, comes up and asks how Captain America is doing. (laughs) (laughs) Toby the demon meet Captain America Toby Toby has Christy and um, the other little girl Christy and uh, from the paranormal activity movies oh dude I don't freaking know listen the only one that I remember is the first one and I saw that in movie theater and I know that I did not finish they kept putting movies out and I think I maybe watched the second Maybe the third. I feel like there's a couple of them. I don't know. There's like oh, a there's whole... like six of them. Yeah, there's a shit ton of them, and I don't even think I got through half of them. 
The so, third one's really good. I like the third one the most. I think I vaguely remember the third one. I do not think I've seen anything after that. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, the finale, the ghost dimension one, was such a letdown because it was supposed to be like, we all saw Toby, but it was so weird and bizarre. Hmm. Um, The marked ones one, which they say isn't a sequel, but it is. That one's really good. So I'd watch that one. I don't remember. <laughs> so Toby comes up and he asks how Captain America is doing. And we see Jack at a strike. And Jen's like, oh, God, like, is there anything he can't do? <laughs> and she goes to get a drink. And then Jack's like, all right, I'm going to bite Captain America. And Toby says, he's a superhero. Marvel. And he's like, don't worry. It's a compliment. He's not gay or anything. <laughs> and Jack calls Toby out and he says, so that's what this is about. I'm not gay enough for you. I don't fit into some pre-existing stereotype in your head. And Toby's like, is this getting a little too gay for you? <laughs> and Jack says, yeah, as a matter of fact, it is. I just don't understand the point to it, to your group or how you act, to your whole holier-than-thou attitude. And Toby says, you wouldn't, not from where you're sitting, at the fun and popular table with all the other football players and cheerleaders. Oh, boy. He says, but in the real world, where the rest of us live, people like you who fit in beat up people like me. But you don't get that, do you? You've probably never had a rough day in your life. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Toby. You have no idea what Jack has been through. You don't know how many times he's done a slow motion roll on his back down the kitchen cabinets and cried to his dad in the corner, okay? You have no idea what he's gone through with his sister, crying on the stairs, telling his dad to just get out and leave. Oh, the progress he's come with him, please. Toby. I know. Uh, for not real. to mention this, his MIA mother. And I mean, this. I feel like this this type of scenario can be cross-platformed everywhere. Because the bottom line is, when you're interacting with people, you don't know. You don't know what these people's lives are. You don't know what they've been through, what they're going through, or what they're doing, or, you know, whatever. But like, you don't know. So do unto others as you want done unto you. You know what I mean? Be nice. Just be kind. Yeah, be kind. They're just kind. having bad days. Like... You don't know these people's lies. You're just going to be an asshole. And for what? Make yourself feel better for five minutes? I know. He's like, I see a football player in front of me and your life is so much greater than mine. Like, Toby, like you're supposed to be this like smart person who's not supposed to judge people. And And all he's doing is being extremely judgmental. Yeah. You're like literally judging the only other gay person that could be your friend. (laughs) That's what I say sometimes. Like what I was saying earlier, instead of acting weird towards me or treating me a certain way because of your issues we could probably be like good friends you know yeah yeah, you know? yeah. just have a conversation and see where it goes we, we could probably get along but people aren't like that sometimes they just jump into the negative stuff right away i mean i, I know all about that <laughs> yeah i wasn't you know gonna throw some stones or anything <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna throw any, I wasn't gonna throw any stones. At least I can fully admit it. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. So Jack tells him he knows nothing about his life or how he's gotten to where he is now. And Toby says, which is where exactly? Jack says, anywhere but here. And then he leaves. He's like, I'm out of here. And I was like, good. He should leave. I'd leave too. I'd be like, you're a fucking asshole, Toby. Yeah. What kind of name is Toby? It's a puppy's name, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Puppy's name. Puppy's name. Oh my god. I'm gonna name my first dog Toby. (laughs) This is Toby, my annoying beagle. (laughs) I'm gonna get a pair of 90s wire rimmed glasses for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and dye his hair um, blonde Toby. streaks. <laughs> this is Toby, my Jack Russell. Maybe anybody, I wonder if anybody's ever gotten a Jack Russell and literally named it Jack Russell. Oh, I'm sure. Like, how original are you? Hey, Jack! As original as I thought. So I'm sure it's <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, this is my Jack Russell. Oh, he's so cute. What's his name? Jack Russell. And then the people are like, that is so funny. Oh my God, how clever are you? Oh my I'm not clever. God, I would I'm never just lazy. think of that. I'm not clever. I'm just lazy. And uh, it was already named. <laughs> Duh. You wouldn't think of naming your Jack Russell a Jack Russell? <laughs> Me? Hell the fuck no. Oh my god. Although all of my animals do have people names. That's like people who have Dalmatians name them Corella DeVille probably. Oh, that's just cruel. Yeah. Or um, whatever kind of dogs and Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> Lady and Tramp. <laughs> and they always Lady, try to fix them up. Lady I think was a type of cavalier. Cavalier, a car, <laughs> not the car, <laughs> like a cocker spaniel. Yeah, a cocker spaniel. Yeah, that's it. A cocker spaniel. What the hell did I say cavalier for? Caval. I was like, I don't yeah. even know what kind of dog that is. Oh no, it's a cavalier King Charles spaniel. It's a dog breed, and that's actually what she looks like. So I'm oh not wrong. It is. Yeah, she's a. Cavalier. You're such a weirdo that you know that. <laughs> What you, <laughs> you studied dog breeds? <laughs> no, I used to work at a pet's hotel. <laughs> oh, right, right. I forgot. <laughs> You're like, Do that I dog study? is so pretty. Is that a cavalier? <laughs> it's a like, cavalier yeah. King Charles Spaniel. Yeah, it's a Spaniel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I, would, I would see the like French poodle and be like, is that a French poodle? <laughs> I'd be, like, no, it, it's an American poodle. Is that a um? A, is that a a Great Dane? <laughs> yeah. Is that Marmaduke? <laughs> is, that, is that a Mastiff? <laughs> oh my god, he's such a big doggy. I don't know, dude. Uh, yeah, that was funny. And I mean, don't ask me what Tramp was, because Tramp was a mutt. So I don't know. Oh. <laughs> he's a mutt. He's a mutt from the streets. He was just fucking that Cavalier dog, <laughs> doggy like, style. Yeah. yeah, make mutt puppies. Yeah. He was like, I'll take you out to dinner, roll over some meatballs to you, and share. We'll share a noodle. A noodle. <laughs> then you can get my noodle, lady. <laughs> you have my She's puppies like, tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> We're going to have a litter. <laughs> We're going to have a litter of beautiful babies. <laughs> beautiful. More cavaliers and mutts. <laughs> More mutts, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be glorious <laughs> they're gonna be as good as this meatball <laughs> don't let it fall off the plate now <laughs> yeah, i've never actually watched that movie if you please we are siamese if you don't please oh man you haven't seen it really no i know that song though i've I never really watched it <laughs> That's like my favorite movie. That's oh, that was my favorite part of that movie, singing the damn song with the two Siamese cats. <laughs> I thought they were great. I was like, these cats are troublemakers. I think of them when I say we have Siamese brains. Whenever like I'm talking to somebody and we think of the same thing, I think of that and I go, Siamese brains. Cats. Yeah. 
So now we see Joey waiting in Dawson's room for him and he comes home and she gives him the Counting Crow CDs and he's like, these are yours. <laughs> and she goes, I know. I just thought we could pass them back and forth when we had something we needed to discuss. And Dawson's like, uh, okay. She says, you know, I lied to you earlier in class when you asked if I was okay. I wasn't okay. She's like, I blew the test because Bessie and Bodie went out of town and they left me with their kid and people came to stay at the B&B and I fell asleep cramming for the test. And Dawson just starts laughing at her. And she's like, don't laugh. It's tragic. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> it was funny when she said it was, it's tragic. And he says, so you're going to die if you get a B on that test? Basically... And Dawson's like, well, where was Pacey? I thought he was going to help you, especially with Baby Alexander. He's good with kids because he's basically still one. And he goes, and I mean that in the best way possible. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like sitting together on his bed and he gives her a Christmas present. And she's like, you don't have to do this yet. It's not even Christmas. And she opens it up and it's a framed black and white photo of her and Pacey. She's like shocked and happy. And kind of like surprised, but she like looks up at him and her eyes are all watery and she looks so pretty just even in that scene crying. I can see it in my head now. And um, it, it made me emotional. Like I said earlier, it just I broke down and I just everything that was bottled up inside of me made me so upset in that moment. <laughs> um, but I got over it. Good. I'm glad. He says, yeah, I'm getting better, aren't I? She's like, that's not what I meant. He's like, I know what you meant. I don't know. I think it was just like the two of them two just talking to each other, like being normal. Yeah. Um, Finally. Yeah. Like things are like kind of back to normal. She's like, the party was fun. And he says, yeah, it had had its moments. She's like, like you and Gretchen. And he says, that wasn't a moment. It was more like a holiday tradition. So he's kind of like sticking at the Gretchen now because that's what she said. Yeah. And Joey's like, well, what's the deal? Are you friends? He says, yeah, what else would we be? She says, you guys were kissing. He says, please, sophisticated, cool 21-year-old college girls don't generally fall for dorky high school seniors. And she says, so you're not interested in her? He says, even if I were, she's not interested in me. And Joey says, these things don't always have to work that way. Look at us. After everything that's happened, we're still friends. If we weren't, you wouldn't have given me this. And she's getting emotional again. She says, I wouldn't be sitting here telling you to do whatever your heart tells you to do. Gretchen would be really lucky to have someone like you. And she kisses him on the forehead, and then she says thank you, and she leaves. I thought it was, like, the sweetest scene in the whole episode. I really, really liked it. It just got me emotionally. We cut to Pacey, and he's going to see Caston, Joey's teacher, about taking a retake. And he doesn't want to say, like, who it is, but, like, he slips and he says she. And he says I can't, because if I have to do it for her, I have to do it for everybody. And he's like, well, at least I tried. And he says, and you did admirably (laughs) and he's like yeah i did (laughs) so pacey's like trying to help out his girlfriend and what a good boyfriend yeah he's like she really needs to pass this test because she wants to get the fuck out of cape side (laughs) like she's like this test is going to affect her whole life we're downtown toby runs into jack and um we see that he's hanging up signs like he's putting up signs for the coalition or whatever And he tells Jack that he's officially kicked out of the Alliance. And Jack's like, I'm crushed. (laughs) He says, there's something about me that obviously intimidates you, Toby. It's not my fault. I'm not going to let you push me around anymore than I should have let those damn soccer parents. And Toby says, finally, something we agree on. 
So Toby finally apologizes for judging him. And he says when he was nine, he'd walk up from school through this baseball field and the kids would hide in the dugout and start calling him names. And then his sister would come out and scare them away. And he says, you know, you're gay when your sister has to fight your battles for you. But you don't know what that's like, do you? And Jack says, no, I don't. But it doesn't make me any more straight. Jack, who had who had somebody write fag on his locker when he wrote a poem. Jack, who was like tortured by his English teacher to read a poem out loud that it was private. Like This guy is so judgmental, dude. He just was like, oh, here's this guy who's gay. Quotations, right? Because I don't think he believes it. Uh, who's a football player that like he read one article about the this guy and just assumes he knows everything, right? And we all know because we all, all obviously have been following this story, but we all know Jack's been through a lot of shit. I mean, all of these characters have, yeah. And this guy's just being so judgmental. This is why I have a hard time with people who judge others without knowing anything. They're just like, oh, that purple's hair, that person's hair is purple. She's a skank. Like, what? (laughs) What? How do you get that from purple hair, bro? What? No. Like, no. (laughs) What the fuck? What has purple hair got to do with anything? I know. That makes him such a slut. What a slut. slut. (laughs) You slut. You skanky hussy. (laughs) Anybody with purple hair is a slut. Yes, skank asshole. No, I just... (laughs) Listen, I used to have purple hair. I am anything but that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Did bro. somebody call you a slut when you had purple hair? No. <laughs> that way you said that. <laughs> no, not, no, no, no. <laughs> Are you slut. bringing up past um, transcripts? Uh, a coworker, a very old coworker of mine, had made a comment about a customer that walked in that had colored hair. And they're like, oh, that person's a skank. And I'm like, what? Probably like Why? the person. And they're ever. like, well, I mean, look at her. Look at her hair. And what makes you a skank? I don't fucking know. I'm <laughs> just like, what, dude? Because Shut somebody's because somebody's sexually comfortable with themselves. Um, so now Cassin is telling Joey that she gotta see minus, not her finest hour, but he's gonna let her take a retake. She, he's gonna let her retake the test if she's interested, but he's gonna penalize her one letter grade. So he takes the highlighter that she's like highlighting the fuck out of this book, and he highlights this one important line of the book. And he says, What is the most important word in that sentence? And she says, Woods. And he says, Borrowed. And I picked I picked borrowed when I was watching it. I said borrowed. So did I. (laughs) So did I. When he was reading the sentence, I was just I was listening to it. Yeah. And then he was like you know what's the most important sent like word in that sentence i'm like it's probably borrowed and she was like woods I'm, like, I'm like i mean it's a place she was like this wait i'll be her so ask me what the most important word is what's the most important word in this sentence steven what's <laughs> <laughs> I th- what's i think and then you say borrowed and watch my face borrowed what? You <laughs> look a confused puppy. <laughs> I'm like, it's not that complicated, Joey. <laughs> You're supposed to be so smart. <laughs> borrowed, oh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why borrowed stuck out to me, but that was that would have been well, my it's a verb, and yeah. it's like you true. Know, 
he says to her that even though self-reliance is an admirable trait, Thoreau wasn't completely alone when he was out in the Walden Pond. He had friends and neighbors he could rely on if needed. We should all be so lucky. And I was like, point, point proven, point taken, point taken. Point, point well made. Dawson goes to see Brooks after school and we see this lady come out of nowhere and she's like, you're the one who's keeping him up at night. He's not taking his medicine. You're you're making him tired filming this movie. You need to leave him alone. Because I'm in his will. Not you. I'm in his will. <laughs> oh my god, lady. <laughs> and it's we find out it's Brooks's nurse. He has a nurse. He comes out and he's like, I can fire you too. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Brooks tells Dawson, Secrets out. Not to worry. I'm not dead yet. Just holding short, waiting for a clearance. And Dawson's not really saying anything, but he goes to uh, pick up his camera and he's like, oh, it's it's in here. I didn't steal it or anything. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to work the damn thing being a major motion picture director. (laughs) And Dawson starts to pack up his camera and Brooks stops him. He's like, oh, where are you going? You can't abandon the AI Brooks story. Epic motion picture in progress. And Dawson's like, well, the nurse said, and Brooks cuts him off. He says, I'm not going to be around forever, kid. It might be nice to leave something behind for people to remember me by. Since the any biography folks aren't getting to me anytime soon, would you be still (laughs) willing to direct this little picture of ours? And Dawson's like, sure. (laughs) So they get to start filming, and we hear Brooks start talking about a woman named Ellie Andrews. And he says, it's the girl who left him. And we see Brooks gets a little teary-eyed talking about her. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I really miss her. But he, he talks about how they met at a diner and on Route 66 or something, I don't know. And he was going into California and she got, she like hitched a ride with him or something like that. I don't remember. But this is the love of his life that got away. And I guess he never married anybody. I don't know. Doesn't sound like he did. No, like how are you, like he had to like be fucking other girls besides Ellie Andrews. (laughs) Maybe, we don't know. Old school, so. I mean, we saw pictures of him when he was young. He was kind of handsome. Um, now we're at the B&B. Joey called Pacey over to thank him for the test. She's like half naked. She's like, I get to retake the test, Pace. And I put this fire on and I'm just going to be all sexy for you. And I'm going to kiss you. And he stops her. And she's like, I did what you asked, Pace. All the ghosts are locked firmly away, except for the ghost of Christmas future. And there's really no reason. And Pacey says, well, there is something else. And then we cut to them sitting in front of the fire studying. And... Baby Alexander is sitting with her and he's sitting on the chair and she's like going over the notes. Um, I was like, a oh, happy ending. So now we cut to Dawson and Gretchen. They're downtown at the tree lighting ceremony. Yes. She's like, don't tell your mom I'm out here. Talk. She thinks I'm doing inventory. <laughs> and he's like, that's not why I came here. I came to see you. And he's like, do you like to gamble? Because I don't until today. And she says, look, if this has anything to do with what happened the other day, I think I know what you're going to say. And and then he blurts out, I like you. There, I said it. I like you. And that kiss meant more to me than happy holidays. And everything I said the other day was a lie. I just didn't want to screw up our friendship. And you can tell me that you're too old and that I'm too young and that I'm not over Joey. But nothing you can say is going to change the fact that I said it. And I'm glad I said it because you're worth risking everything for. Mm-hmm. And she says, what am I going to do with you? And he says, just tell me the truth. Everything's about the truth in this episode. The truth, the truth. Everything's about the truth. <laughs> she says, sometimes a kiss is just a kiss. Sometimes a kiss means, and then she, she stops because the tree lighting ceremony happens and all the lights on the tree go up. They turn around and they look at the tree together. And then the camera pans out 
and it starts to snow in Cape Side. The end. <laughs> Until the next episode, the Tao of Dawson. Tao. 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 I don't know. Well, that's the episode. I really liked it. I thought it was a really, really good episode. I liked the character development. I loved um, uh, Jack explaining that he's more than just being gay. I loved Jen's kerchiefs. I loved Joey's cry face. I loved baby Alexander. Loved it all. How about you? Any Um, final thoughts, Jamie? I'm really happy about the picture giving. Yeah. That Dawson did because it shows major character growth for him, but it was also acceptance. Yeah. And it was like, yes, finally, finally, fucking finally, we can get over this. (laughs) Well, I do know that the start of the next episode has him and Pacey fishing together. So, um, which I do like vaguely remember. So, yeah, we'll see that happen. But yeah, that was the end of the episode. Before we go, Jamie, because it's been a long night. We were literally talking for a good like two and a half hours before we started recording. And it's already 1230 in the morning now. Yeah, I need to go. I have to go to sleep because I have to get up very early in the morning. So it's going to be a monster kind of day tomorrow. All right. So I want to read a really nice review that we got on Apple Podcasts. And uh, those Apple Podcast reviews are very far um few far and in between is that the term um something like that yeah but one of our listeners uh shana who is a big supporter in our facebook group we love you sent us this really nice review she gave us five stars by the way and she wrote best dc podcast around if you're looking for a nostalgic dc podcast you have found it All the warm and fuzzy feelings of coffee with friends talking about the latest episode. These two are funny and thorough when recapping these episodes from my childhood. I love hearing Steven talk about 90s and 2000s things since I'm the same age. Feels like I'm back at my parents' house singing into my hairbrush to Britney. Hairbrush to Britney? (laughs) We really appreciate it, Shana. That was really sweet of you. And we we appreciate your support so much. Yeah. Um, your engagement in the Facebook group and just like everything in general. We love it. We love you. (laughs) We love you. Thank you. Yeah. So if you want to leave us a five-star rating or review, uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts and you can also do it on Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. But I think that's it for now, Jamie. So why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Of course. So my bookstagram is at jlynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Thanks. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And like I said, we have a Facebook group. You can engage with us over there. And if you want to send us any feedback or any type of story that you would like us to read on the next episode, you can send that to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, once again, I'm going to promote our new Patreon, which we are currently recapping the one and only season of Young Americans, the Dawson's Creek spinoff. That's our monthly bonus content. And then every Wednesday, we release our weekly episode, which is less edited than our Friday episode. (laughs) But you get it two days early in advance. And, you know, if you just love our podcast, you want to hear it early. So. Go ahead and join that. We would greatly appreciate it. But go to our 
link tree in any of our bios and you can click around over there and find everything you ever want to know about Creek Talk Podcast. But for now, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great holiday or you had a great holiday whenever this is being released. And um, we just hope you're all happy and doing well in the new year. And we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs> One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, shut the door. Where's the fucking bourbon? <laughs> I think that's a perfect way to end it. I know. Same.